I can't hear you, Mike. Oh no. We're I, dogging faded, it. I faded it out. Did you see that? It, it I like faded that. Out. It faded out. I like out. that. Did I get blurry? I'm not blurry, am I? No. Surprisingly, Sweet. though. Well, hey, we true to our Nine, name. We, 915, huh? True to our name, we dog it. It's 924. I'm only like nine minutes late. But We're somehow. We're in different time zones. I said like three times. I said, Joe, Central, right? And you said, yeah. No, said, you okay. did not. You never did I, that. I did. I did. I, I even swear. told you. It, no. Look, there's a standing, there's a standing issue here, which is when I'm in town, I have to take care of my kids, take them to soccer practices. Man, and that means that I am not available to like 9.15 my time. Bam. We need Somebody. to have like a universal, like anytime we reference something, <laughs> it's got to be specific on what time zone we're on. I can't so. believe it. You hit me up at 7.03 and you're like, where are you at? I'm like, you donkey. Was, I'm never available. I was at putting on my shirt and I said, where are you? Because I'm. At that Glad time, you put on a shirt. here's the deal. At at when I'm getting ready to come on, like two hours ago, is whenever I realized there's a pretty good chance this mf'er uh, is He's still on the soccer field. Is still at the soccer field because I just realized that he probably meant. But I was like, no, because I clarified with him and <laughs> I put up a graphic like five hours ago, and not and during this whole time, I could have gotten. I a don't message read saying, your web. I don't read your Facebook page. It's too petty on there, man. You dogging out any all your enemies on there. I don't mess it's with not, that. It's not. I've I've been I've been playing nice for the most mm. part. For the most part. Did hey, you just Stu, get a nasty gram? <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I just got a real nice message from Stuart, uh, our our WPA guy. Um, you know, good to see you, Stu. Can't wait to have you back on the show, big guy. Oh, um, on the news of WPA, Joe, we got some news we're going to be doing. I'm waiting to confirm ish. No, it's confirmed tomorrow morning. Uh, now let's. Oh, Wait, what? Huh? Tomorrow. I think we're, I <laughs> tomorrow think we're talking morning. about two different things here. No, no, no. So I got a phone call from uh, my buddy Tony Robles. Love the guy. That's not what I was talking about. But okay. Okay. So we'll we'll just let everybody know tomorrow morning, uh, my time, nine a.m. Eleven time, your a.m or 11 a.m. your time, and uh, right. noon for Tony, uh, we're going to be going live. We're going to talk a little bit about the World 8-Ball, but then you know, he reached out, and he's like, hey, man, I've, I've been through some of this stuff before. I got some advice for some of the players. I have no idea what he's going to say, uh, but you know, he's a voice in pool that I think everybody will agree. He really cares a lot about people and the players, and I'm Great curious guy. to hear what he has to say. Yeah, everybody – nobody has a bad thing to say about Tony Robles, so I'm excited to have him on tomorrow morning. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We're going to have him on, but I got some other stuff I'm waiting to confirm. I think our Patreons know. Are you going to um, do that again? You're going to throw out like – I got a surprise for you and then not tell people? Patreons know. Date's not been confirmed, but we're going to have a really good guest, a real surprising guest, despite uh, Joey's – but despite Joey's like, you need to play nice or you're going to burn bridges or you're just, you know, no one's going to want to come on anymore. They're still coming on. And I'm surprised. You got to try to silence you, man. You're just nah, dogging not, out everybody. That's not surprise. No, there's only like a select group of people. And on that note, listen, we're here to talk World Day Ball. Part of the group of people you say I dog out all the time, which 
Yeah. You know, well, it's only part of the time. Let's just say this. I worked all weekend, which is unusual for me for my day job. And I've been playing catch up all week. And I know you were in Austin and then you got back six. So this was not anything oh, yeah. by us ignoring this event by any means. We've just been that's tied not up. They'll say, Joe. That's I know. Well, say. That's why I'm just saying it. I mean, hey, look, it's free pool on TV. You know, I love that. Some great matches, uh, high quality event, and all the best players are there, really. I, who didn't make the trip, Mike? A lot of Filipinos. Right. I a noticed that. The Filipino lot, women of, are there. I wonder if it has anything to do with. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do. Yeah, with maybe the they're already that, banned. Well, here's the deal. Remember, there was a lot of threats. If you go to Hanoi and you play, right? I'm gonna give yeah. you the axe, right? That was per ACBS. We've already seen the WPA doesn't recognize the Fed, the Fed deal. It's no coincidence that Aloysia Shap is not attending this event, right? Because he's also banned Spare as well. Yeah. There hasn't been anything official, but my guess would, and the fact that there's Filipino ladies who were there, of course, they did not attend Hanoi. So I don't know. Um, I don't really like assuming, but we will get uh, to the bottom of it. I can guarantee you probably sometime early next week. So. We, it's getting late, Mike, since you dogged it with the time anyway. So what do you say we kick it off and we talk a little bit about the ladies? Uh, start with the, you know, ladies first. It's just uh, chivalry and the right thing to do. Oh, what, a, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. <laughs> We're going to start with the Women's uh, World 10-Ball Championship that's going on. One of my favorite events, Joe, if I'm being honest with you, um, only because, uh, you know, the, the depth of the field that's out there attending. But it's also got a lot of history. You know, from someone who's watched um, pool online for, you know, well over 15 years, this was an event that I remember staying up super late for and watching Rublin win, you know, I want to say probably like 11 years now, 11 years ago, I should say, um, was in, I, I don't even know what to call it. It was just non-existent for, you know, I don't even know how many years and kudos to Predator for as much as I do like to, you know, give them hell for uh, who they're affiliated with. Um, it is great to see that they brought back this event and resurrected it. So gives the women a chance to compete, um, good exposure, world-class field. Um, and you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And you have the, uh, losers qualification roundup now and some good players went home. So, uh, just taking a look at it, that match would be a filler. I saw the reel today with her burying that 10 ball and we watched it in the kitchen. I showed, you know, I it, really, I, I love that whole reel. They did a great job with that because the, tr the true emotion of a pool player, you saw it, right? She yeah. pockets the ball. She lets out this barbaric scream and then she sits in her seat and it's like she got hit by a train, right? Like Relief. The, the Relief. full gamut of emotions running through her. And, you know, I show that to my kids and I was like, this is passion. You know, people were complaining about it. They were saying, yeah, you know, maybe that was a little showing somebody up or whatever. I don't want to agree. If her opponent misses <laughs> and she pulls a Jason Shaw or Earl Strickland oh, and cheers about it, started. that's different. But it, when she pockets the ball to win the match and celebrates that, I'm totally good with that. And it just shows, I mean, there's so much pressure, so much um on the line for her to win that match hill hill against a great Korean player. 
it's just awesome to see that and to see that that type of reaction out of her. What were your thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, just one of many <clears throat> one of many storylines take away from the event on the ladies' side so far. Um, without a doubt, I mean, Pia is um, Pia is one of the women players who's kind of like I want to say like st- standing on her own two feet. You know, um, we saw her have a third place finish out in China <clears throat> for the for the China Open. Um, a big win over the Korean player Seo, uh, uh, and you know that's a massive win. That's a that's a confidence booster. That's an that's a win that can catapult you like deep in an event. Um, that's really kind of showing where you are, um, you know, in in that group of women. And we've seen her just trending um, so high lately. You know, yeah. obviously She's we a- know ten ten balls a different discipline, but I'm I, like Ed says in the comments. You know, we need passion and emotion, not robots. I could not agree more. I've been echoing this statement for um, years now. You know, it, it, it needs more personality. And we know the fillers do not lack uh, personality when it comes to celebrating um, their victories. But um, definitely up against it, Hill Hill, what are you going to do, man? You know, you go out there, you give it your all. She let it out. Um, and congratulations to her for moving on. You know, one thing for me, that caught my attention from the very beginning when I noticed the players list was the Chinese ladies who were there. Jouting Pan, you see her there in the loser qualification. She made it through. <clears throat> Han Yu, a multiple-time women's world champion in, in a few different disciplines, uh, along with Siming Chin, who's also there from China. So, And that, for me, look, we talked about like the dominance of Kelly over the years, right, and how she's been doing so well. And then when the Asian players came in, there was a lot of talk of, is she, she going to be able to do it? Is she going to be able to keep on, you know, going along that route? And we had the Taiwanese ladies show up, but it's different when the Chinese are there. You know, yeah. they play extremely well. Obviously, we know the class of the other players there. We know the class of the Filipinos. We know the class of the strong Europeans. But when the Chinese uh, women show up, that's when you know, hey, you're in for a wild ride. And on top of that, they came in unseated, ironically enough. So Yeah, well, and a lot of that has been because they were they, they've been kind of a late arrival mm-hmm. back since the world opened up, right? So right. the world opens up and we didn't see a whole lot of Asian players for a long time. And then we started seeing the Co brothers. We started seeing some Filipino players, you know, but mainly just men, right? And now we're starting to see the female players get out in the mix and wow, that's, this is going to be sensational. If we see the Chinese players, you know, the Taiwanese players, uh, all the Korean players getting out there, mixing it up with these up and coming European players like Pia filler. And, and, uh, of course, Kelly and Allison and and those types. So I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I just want to say one more thing about Pia. We had her on a few weeks ago and she was great to talk to. Yep. She's making a name for herself, Mike, and she's high right now. She is, she's on a heater right now and has a ton of confidence. And it, it's got to be tough to be Josh's wife, right? Because that's always what people are going to say. Right. But she's making a name for herself. And well, it's it, possible it, this could be a signature event for her. Yeah, without a doubt. And she's, um, like I said, she's just building off momentum that she's carried on earlier, you know, in the last couple of months, in the last month, really. Um, and so, but we know, listen, it's not, it's not only a big payday, but when you have a predator, uh, event, you know, that they, you know, stream the tables on YouTube, you know, that they'll, they'll stream it on Kazoom. So you'll get a lot more exposure than what you would have, let's say for like a, a a China open or, uh, a Qatar open per se. 
So um, there's a lot of pressure for sure. But I think like you're not talking about her, at least I don't anyway. Um, I don't talk about her in the sense that that's Josh's wife anymore. You know, that's that's Pia Filler, yeah. you know, and she's she's becoming her own strong player. Uh, <clears throat> some notables that went out in this round, Joe, to make it through to single elimination. You guys see it there. Um, two rows down in Christina Tkach. Uh It's got to be a heartbreaking loss for her. I know she lost Hill Hill to Kelly Fisher like the round uh, previous. So to lose against Kelly and then to follow that up with a, a letdown, Sarah Rocha from Portugal, great player. Um, but you would have favored Christina in that matchup for sure. Yeah, you know she's probably kicking herself right now. Uh, it's a lot of pressure in that losers qualification match, right? You lose, you go home, and if you win, now you got a chance to win the whole thing, right? You just keep winning matches. So I'm well, sure she's say, really say that again. Say that again. <laughs> Did I state if, the obvious? As if always, you, if you win, you got a chance to win it all, and if That's you right. lose, you go you home. go home. Yeah, I'm I'm learning something new every time I yeah, tune into the podcast. I'm learning something new. So, Mike, if you go on to the final sixteen, which is what the you know stage two of this tournament is, it feels a heck of a lot better than finishing seventeen to thirty-two. Right. Let me see if I can bring it up just real quick before, while I cruise on through. Never mind how it's going to look on the screen here for for a minute. Um, I just want to note that a um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Jasmine Ocean hometown hero promoter of the event um, yeah. is actually out as well. So I'm going to bring up the stage two brackets. This is all single elimination from here. If you win, you move on through. If you lose, well, it's, it's good seeing you. We'll see you back next year. So <clears throat> starting up top, real massive heavyweight fight. Uh, I say heavyweight, um, you know, kind of tongue in cheek because these are two very uh, uh, <laughs> petite. Uh, petite women in in uh, Chow and Siming Chin, but don't get it twisted because they may be small uh, in stature, but they are juggernauts of the women's pool world, man. Both of them have a lot of class. Siming a little more decorated, although Chow is a little more recently decorated um, when, when it comes to the, uh, the Predator events, but it doesn't get much better than this. This could easily be a final, be Joe. A final. I was yeah, going to say that tough draw for both of them at this stage of the tournament. And you could see whoever wins this going on to win this whole thing. I mean, there's a lot of other players there that have something to say about it. Uh, but what a tough draw to come into, you know, stage two right now. Um, but, you know, if, 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 Siming Chen's playing the way she's capable of playing, we don't know. We haven't seen much of her, but she was the best woman in the world for several years and got yeah. a little here. Yeah. You disagree? Yeah. Uh, you know, she whooped me, Donnie Mills ass. Well, <laughs> twice. There's, there's a long list of those who have whooped Donnie Mills ass. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, for, for me, it's been Han Yu. You know, for so many years, she was just always in that. Uh, and, and, and along with Siming, but Han Yu just seemed to get a lot more, a lot more gold there at the end for me over the years. Um, I was super excited to see your name on this list. I'm not going to lie. But really, all three of these Chinese ladies, you know, Zhao Tingpan, who's playing Alison Fisher, that's going to be a great matchup as well. And someone who, you know, watching those ESPN um, classic matches all those years ago, you know, and she looks like she hasn't aged a day. A day. Um, but it's so great seeing them back, Joe. You know, seeing them back for a major, seeing them back for a good payday. Um, see Ming Chin and Chow. You know, flip a coin. I think I'm, I'm going to be taking Siming Chin um, in this round, uh, but it's going to be a really close matchup, and I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. But, you know, take, I don't know what the race a, is. Take a quick guess as uh, the Chow's Fargo rate. 
Chow? Yeah. Um. Okay, I would probably guess seven thirty-three. Seven seventy-seven. Yeah, she can play a little bit, huh? Yeah, she, she can, can play. play a lot. Play a little bit. Seven seventy-seven. Yeah. <clears throat> that puts her in probably number four spot of Americans, maybe. Uh, it, all men or women. Yeah. Right. Maybe not. Maybe top ten. But uh, Kelly Fisher's a seven sixty-four. Another player that's left. In this event right now, actually down to the next match is Cheska. She's seven sixty three. Monster mean, player. Rubelin is Rubelin is seven fifty two. Uh, Allison is seven forty seven. I mean, so the quality of pool that you're going to see in this final sixteen is going to be top notch. There's no question about it. You got Wei Shu Sin down there. You got Han Yu. Uh, uh, I'm trying to look. Uh, of course, P is there. Kelly. Wang Wen Lin, um, and then uh, Leo also. It, it's just there's so many ladies to kind of to kind of guess or or pick who you think is going to move on. <clears throat> Give me your winners, Joe, in in, in this round. Who you think is going to make it through? Well, uh, oh! you want all you want me to pick all eight matches right now, Molina? Just put me well, on the spot there. Look, I'll take. How about this? I'll take. Uh, Give me the entire right side, and I'll give you the entire left side. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's because brutal, listen, <clears throat> I like, I like. It's oh, just... I think that, I think that because except Han Yu, Han Yu, I think is going to dominate. But on besides that, on the right side, it's looking pretty stout. Listen, I like Cheska. I like Shouting Pan. Although I think that one's going to be super close. Allison's been playing good. Wei Wei, listen, I know she's a talk of of pool right now when it comes to women's events, but she seems to be kind of like stumbling and, and scraping by. Sarah Rocha coming off a big win over Christina Takach. I'm going to be really keeping an eye on that matchup myself. Um, and then down below is Lateva, your girl Lateva against Rubelin. That's going to be uh, a, a phenomenal matchup. That should be. I, I kind of like Rubelin, Rubelin in that one. Without a uh, doubt. You know, but I don't know. We haven't really seen the Filipino, Filipino ladies play much lately. I see we have somebody in the chat that's picking Cheska and – uh, Rubelin in the finals. That would be interesting to see till, two Filipinos. Filipino ladies there. Um, you know, I I can't count out Kelly Fisher, Mike. Uh, she just keeps doing it. She's she's the timeless wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I'm gonna like her in the bottom part of this grouping, and in the top, I really like the winner of that first match to advance uh, to all the way to the final. Um, <clears throat> But there's going to be tough matches along the way, and it's just it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of sweat these uh, coming home. So there's there's a set that I like in each area of the bracket there. So the first two matches I like Seeming Chin and Cheska to make it through. I think the winner of that matchup between Seeming and Cheska is going to be in the final. In the bracket down below, same area, Rubelin against Han Yu in the round of sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry, in the round of uh, uh, thirty, uh, round of eight. That the winner out of that, I like to make it through to the final as well because Han Yu versus Rublin, if it comes to that, is gonna be oh just Fireworks. just mouth watering match show. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, yeah. Those two ladies are are just uh, uh, just pure talent and execution. You know, you know I and- do I do like here how the flags are spread around. Right, so you're not seeing the Filipinos have to play each other right off the bat. Even the Chinese players have a little bit of a cushion <clears> there, uh, where you know Han Yu and and Siming could play in the finals. 
Uh, so even the, the German players, you see what I mean? How the yeah. the flags work out. You don't see this all the time. In fact, I was looking at one of the junior brackets and Joey Tate has to play Payne McBride, you know, and it's like, man, that sucks. Two Americans left and they got to play each well, other. Speaking so, of Americans, Joe, I ain't seeing no Americans here. Well, it, that's, I don't really think that's a big surprise. Do you? Uh, no, no, not at all. And we just talked about the Fargo rate of these ladies that are left in it. And look, it's just reality, right? Oh, Donnie Mills is in the chat. (laughs) Donnie, you weren't here five minutes ago. (laughs) I promise we didn't say a word about you. (laughs) Let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah, Let's hope not. Uh, But, you know, Mike, we talked about these players, 777 Fargo, 760, 750 Fargo. We really don't have any U.S. ladies that are up in that range. And it's just, it's reality. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, even more so, it's it's I I don't see any ladies that uh, I, except for some young junior players who I think are are promising, still a ways away, but um, you know, no no American ladies right now can compete with this with this level of of uh, a field here. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, I will say, uh, Mike, are they streaming this on the same YouTube, or is this? Uh, do you know how this is working? So it's a combination of YouTube and and Kazoom. So Kazoom At Pro is, Billiard is, TV. <clears throat> it's a new uh, YouTube site. It's got about ten thousand subscribers subscribers right now. It's. At, well, they were only like around 1,000 to start the event, so they've been bumping up those numbers then. Well, you'd expect that, especially with the quality of the production. At Pro Billiard TV, you can check that out, guys. Yeah, without a doubt. Wanna, give, me your, give me your winner, Joe. Who do you like? I'm going to take Kelly Fisher. Okay, I'll take uh, – she may not get through – Tomorrow, Joe. She may not get past. Uh, she may not. She may it, not that's, get that's the case with any player in this <gasps> group of 16, I think. There's there's so many good players here. So, Yeah, no, I'm taking Han Yu for the win. Um, I'm taking Han Yu against Cheska uh, in the final, Chinese versus the Philippines. But it, 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 there's like eh, maybe like six ladies here who I think legitimately can win it, you know. But yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a great few, a great um, final couple of days. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you want to move on, Joe? Do you have PN that group of six? Ooh, putting me on the spot here. Okay, let me think. <coughs> By the me. way, um, Han Yu is a seven eighty eight Fargo. Listen, she'll she'll whoop on you, buddy. Even, That's sick. Even, even That's at the bar, the even on the bar table at the Super Billiards Expo, she'll whoop. She's on you. not on the list, I guess, because maybe they don't have a lot of recent scores for her. But that's got to be the closest female to eight hundred, right? Twelve points away. How sick is that? I mean, she plays great, man. She plays absolutely great. I mean, she's just a multiple-time world champion, and people kind of forget about her because she hasn't been around in so long. But if you've been following the women's pool, um, you know, for the last fifteen years, you've been seeing her name around the like on the final day quite a bit you know so um and it's great that this event you know brought out the brought back these players i don't know how much they've been playing over the years obviously you can tell they've been holding their own um that they're yeah. still hitting the ball pretty good um i don't know if it's if they're just playing more hay ball or you know playing uh chinese <clears throat> i'm sorry or, or playing american pool just not traveling but oh, either, either way. chen uh 7.97 <clears throat> Bro, seven ninety seven. Ouch. So so getting that behind of Joey of Joey. At Ryan, the end of this that. event, she could be eight hundred. Think about that achievement, Mike. I don't want to overstate this, but 
if she are wins, are we going to have a Fargo debate here? So we're going to. If she wins this tournament, she's probably going to be an 800 Fargo. I, I guarantee it's the first time a female player's ever been an 800 Fargo. Guaranteed. Mm. Well, that would be sick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I mean, it'd be I'm great. Taking Kelly Fisher. It'd, it'd be great, but I I don't know how to. I don't know if that's so accurate. I'll put it like that. You know why? What do you mean? Because if let's say you had let's say I mean, and, and I'm not trying to start this debate here, but let's say you had a, a male 797 or or Simi Chin at 797, who would you take in that matchup? Give me someone who's like 797 in the U.S. Uh, <coughs> well, isn't like Sky like an 803? Okay, so how about that? Hold on, hold on. I'll give you. Is I'll it, give you exactly what you asked for. Yeah, see, it, they're only they're only against other women, so it makes no. a bit of a difference. And Donnie Mills, <laughs> and other Donnie women Mills. and Donnie Mills. You yeah. got to count that. Okay, so Justin Bergman, seven ninety eight. Okay, so who would you take playing? Pick the pick the you know event. I don't know. I can't. You don't know. It. Well, we're not even seeing Justin play anymore, really. <clears throat> Okay, so give me someone who's like playing okay. currently in that same range then. Well, that's the funny thing in the US list, it goes it goes all the way down Justin 798 and then it dips all the way down to 782 Jonathan Pinnegar Hennessy. Okay. And then Josh what's, Roberts okay, so and Oscar Dominguez. Okay, Oscar what, Dominguez. What's Donnie at? Because if if you keep on bringing up Donnie, it was a close matchup. Yeah. Donnie is 752. You see what I mean? Yeah. You know, so. Well, until we see more of those matches, we won't know. It's no disrespect. It's just relative to the conversation. That's all. She's a a very well-decorated player. You know, an absolute absolute champion. No, I'm not. Listen, I got four girls. I'm not sexist. I just, but when you talk about Fargo, right? I don't think it's the same. when you ask somebody if they're racist, they're like, no, my best friend's black. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not, man. I don't think it's the same thing. You're gonna, you're talking about having, you're rating them based off of their them playing other other women. You know, yeah. if they were playing on the bar table versus the nine footer, Fargo's including one pocket into their ratings now. I mean, you know, it's just it's not the same. As much as they'll love to have that debate, I just I don't agree with it at all. Look, I'd rather rather than argue with you, I'd rather promote a matchup between Oscar Dominguez and Siming Chen. She it. beat Jesse in the chat says she beat <coughs> Mitch Ellerman a few years ago. Yeah, he's probably right around where Donnie is, maybe a little lower. But if she's that if she's in that range, she's supposed to beat Donnie. Supposed yeah. to beat Mitch Ellerman. And she know? did. I mean, you can't falter. It's kind of like if if you see it every year, like an NFL team's undefeated and then they, they beat somebody barely, and you're like, well. They only beat them by so much. It doesn't look good on the resume. I mean, they won the matches they won. What are you going to do? She won the matches against Donnie. So you can't judge her. You can't say, well, she'd never beat Justin Bergman. They haven't played. You don't know. I'd love to see it. That's that's actually, I would love to see that. I'd love to see her come over and just start playing all kinds of men. That'd be cool. See Ming Chin? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, she has. She's come over here and played in the States before. I know? just want to see more of it. Oh, okay. Give her, anyway, give, I give, her, give her a call, Joe. Maybe she'll 
Maybe, maybe you can be a responsible, buddy. I'm going to tell your girls that you think female pool players aren't as good as males. See, I love how you just put words in my mouth. All I'm saying, the the seven ninety seven is not is not you know across the board the same. That's all I'm going to say. You know, so we don't know that until they play. We don't. That's all I'm going to say. We don't know that until they actually play. Until who actually plays? Until until the seven ninety seven female player plays more of the men. We don't know that it's not equivalent. Is all I'm saying. Okay, so who has come over here and who has come over here and played in open male events? Like Mateva, Christina, Christina, Takach, Pia. Pia's done a few, probably. Pia probably a little less, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't like I think Christina Takach plays to her Fargo, whether she's playing a man or a Bean woman. Hung, there's another one. She plays great. She plays in open events too. Yeah, yeah. she has. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. We're half hour into this. We haven't even talked to men yet. <clears throat> Are we going to transition over now? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, let's do it. Because okay, obviously I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, well, it only <laughs> took you it only took you two years to finally have a, oh. have a debate, debate the other way. All right, let's move on to the men. Yeah, Josh Filler squeaks by <laughs> here. 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah yeah let's see where are we at here? is this single elimination or is this uh oh so this was the this is to start the day this is already single elimination and um yeah let's take a look at it joe bang jung lin defeats yu lung chang 10 to 9 <clears throat> conrad wins 10 8 a lot of uh closer score lines up here joe despite that first one yeah yeah john mora loses 10 to 8 there to the japanese player a little disappointed in that. I've been pulling for John pretty hard. You know, I had him on my fantasy team for the U.S. Open. Um, Conrad with a nice win there, ten to eight. Like seeing that Sanjin kind of keeps the momentum going. Beats Roman Heibler, ten to eight. Uh, what a tournament <clears throat> Sanjin put in in Hanoi. Played great out there. Uh, Tyler Steyer comes up a little short against Tomas. Did you, Tomas see, did you see his his Facebook post by the way? I did not. What did he say? Check it out. See if you can bring it up. Me? Me bring it Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring it up. He's talking about the break and, you know, it's not very skilled. And I go from making all these balls on the break earlier to, you know, not really having a chance before I was down like nine to four or something against uh, Kaplan. Okay, <coughs> Excuse me. Let me see if um, I can share this. <laughs> Mike, does, does everybody, did we tell everybody that you're sick? Yeah, no, I just got a dry, uh, a dry cough right now. I need to get a bottle of water so I need to do. Yeah, hold on. Let me zoom this in. Matter of fact, let me get a bottle of water. I'll be right back, Joe. All right, here's the post. Lost 10 to 4 in the final 32 against Kaplan. Not really sure how to feel. Didn't make a ball in the break till I was down 9 to 4. Zero skill in the break in this format is what frustrates me frustrates me most. I made balls on the break 14 out of 16. First two matches, then 0 for 3, my first three breaks, and I'm down 9 to 4 in the last 32. Broke the same way. He made 7 out of 10 times on his breaks. I believe he played well, deserved a win, but I feel like I didn't have much of a chance. It was out of my control. Tough flying <coughs> 5,000 miles and crossing your fingers that you'll make a ball. SVB just beat Albin to get to the last 16. Let's go get behind him and push him on. What do you, what do you make of, of that, Joe? <coughs> you know, I don't love when that happens. Turn off your you know, screen, by the way. I'll, I'll bring up. Yeah, it's kind of like 
it's kind of what what was that match when Niels didn't Niels just do something similar? You know, lost a a match and then made a post like that. I don't love those things. You know, it's like in what regard? Well, if you have a complaint about it, just don't put it on Facebook. That's the way I feel. You know, like uh, tell your, tell your friends, tell the people at the tournament, yeah, it sucked. But like, take the loss, congratulate Kaplan, and say, hey, on to the next one. That's just how well. But you don't think that it's even more <clears throat> justified or maybe um, given more credit because of how awful those Predator wrecks are? They are terrible. We said Absolutely that terrible. for the last three years. You can't <clears throat> even get a good rack in those things. That's what I'm They're, saying, though. Yeah. So, like, is I don't know some... why they needed that rack, to be honest. They, they, they needed to sell them. That's why. Well, obviously. But, I mean, look – on the other hand, Predator has taken some feedback from the players with the tables. They've taken feedback from the players, you know, with their cues and their shafts and things like that. It's how things get better. It's how products get better, right? There's been tons of complaints about those racks. We've seen people pounding those racks and the balls just like collapsing in there. Like they're not flying out the way they're supposed to. They're not reacting properly. I agree with that. I mean, he's got a legitimate complaint. I just don't like seeing it at that time. You know, it's just my thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, Tyler's always struck me as a kid who has a lot of ownership, you know, but like Nate Tam says in there, you know, Tyler's the predator post poster boy. Uh, if he's saying, if he's saying, speaking out on it, it really means something. And I agree with that, you know, because he really is, you know, Mr. Predator. Um, you know, the fact that he's had something to say, and he's not coming out and saying it directly, but I mean, you can read between the lines, you know, there's no, I'd be willing, okay. It, okay. This was not fun to have happen to him guaranteed. I've been there right where you don't break balls in, but I bet you, if you go back and you ask Tyler, was Post there something, <laughs> was, was there something that you could have done to gain control of that rack? I bet you there was. He says that Kaplan broke seven out of ten times he broke a ball, and I doubt he broke and ran seven racks. You know what I mean? So there was probably a shot he missed, a position he missed, a safety he missed, where he could have taken control of that a little better. Maybe still would have struggled with the break, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean um... – I just hate seeing that. I hate seeing it. It's like we hear it all the time in the pool room. Oh yeah, this happened. And that's the, you know, the waitress, this, the tables, it humid, all the stuff, you know, just, just afterwards, it looks so much better. You you just like, you you, you never want like anybody to say anything controversial, anything negative, anything, anything, just, just be super positive. Just just handle yourself differently. Look, I'm just saying how I would do it. How I would do it is, hey, hats off to Thomas. What a match he played. You know, best of luck to him from here on out. You know, but I think the underlying post. point is, like, there's no skill in the break, which is what all the players want to do, right? There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just completely whatever the hell happens, happens. Welcome to 1980. <laughs> That's how it used to be. You'd roll them in there and just blast them. You ever watch, like, some of those old tournaments where, like, Buddy Halls play it or Earl Strickland, and they're just pounding it and the, nothing's going in, you know, on ESPN, and you're like, what in the heck? These guys, the break, you know, it's just not working out. It just used to be that way. And those were on buckets a lot of times. I don't know. It's sad, though, when they're breaking them from the side, trying to cut the one in, it looks like. Playing eight yeah. ball. 
you know, yeah. playing eight ball. And the reason why they don't want to break them head up is because they don't want to just open up the Red Sea there and just have everything be wide open and completely sell out, at least the other way. Um, you know, you have to like earn hey, it. Every, bit, right? every one of these tournaments, our buddy Nate Tam, who's in there, sends us a video of like <laughs> somebody pounding the rack and getting slugged really bad. <laughs> it's I just, don't know. It's, a, it's, it's, Im- it's a little embarrassing for one. Number two, it's you're playing a world championship, right? So, like, out, don't, wouldn't you want to have like the most consistent equipment possible and, you know, have give everyone the best shot to have? you know, a solid break. I love yeah. the moving part. Like personally, I love the moving part, but it makes me like, uh, when I see one of those, well, like kind of Mike, breaks, you can't have moves. it both ways. Because when I tell you <laughs> that well, I'd, right. like to, I'd like to see a template with 10 ball, then you're like, Oh, it's so <clears> boring. <throat> the two balls track towards the side every time. And I hate watching that. You tell me that all the time. And so you're going to want to have a referee racking, even with a different type of rack, People are still going to get slugged. There's going to be randomness to it. So I don't know the solution to that. That's why it's, it's really remarkable to me how, you know, the, the nine ball format has been figured out to where I think most people really like the results from that. And maybe 10 ball could be tweaked too, but I think the first step that rack is, does have to go. Um, yeah, that thing needs to, you know, throw that thing in the closet and never open the door. You know, it's, it's rough. It's rough. And it's just, you know, there can be a better standard out there. You know, I, I don't think that the template's the answer because I feel like it's just too, uh, it can be a little boring, you know, at least when it comes to 10 ball, especially. I think 10, ten, ten ball is, is brutal. But Well, look, the but, 10 ball with the 10 ball with a template, then that matches Tyler's desire. Then you have the skill in it, right? Where you back the cue ball up, sit it right in the middle of the table. And the, you have the two second balls go towards the side pocket. There's skill in that. Anyway, let's talk more eight ball. All right. <clears throat> okay. let's, talk, let's talk more eight ball. Uh, Mario, he moves on against Claudio. Marco beats Wukun Lin. Big win for, for Marco there. He, Marco's, at, Marco's playing some really good pool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I want to see if he can like go on a run next year, man, because he has he's had some really like wins this at the end of this year that can give you a lot of optimism um yes boy check 10-4 over whoa, Sufi. whoa 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 why are you skipping a match like the most important result on oh this i'm sorry page. i'm sorry i'm just I'm, I'm i'm having a hard time seeing to be honest with you boy okay well kachi beats david at this stage <clears throat> of the tournament i mean that's huge to me everybody's wondering how kachi's gonna play obviously he's playing great He's Kachi of old and appears to be fully healed from his ordeal that he had. And so we talked about would, would in <coughs> any way the results from this event factor into Moscone consideration. That's a big win right there, Mike. That's a All big right. one. Since you're bringing up Moscone, Tuck, we, number one, we appreciate everybody who's hanging out with us tonight. That's number one. All right. <laughs> number two is that. We know the dates of when numbers four and five are going to get picked. We'll announce them tomorrow on the show or after the show. We'll do a little reel or something. So stay tuned for that. We know when numbers four and five for both Team USA and Team Europe are going to be announced. Um, yeah, and I mean, we but, know the picks. <clears throat> Just kidding. No, we, we don't we know did the not, picks. We did, definitely we did <laughs> not know the picks. Uh, <clears throat> but 
you know, Kachi's one of the few names who's been in consideration. I agree with you. That's a big win over David. You know, there's a lot of question marks about the kid, and we know where he's at when it comes to the World Nine Ball Tour rankings. But I don't think there's any way in hell that they allow an event like this, at least I'll never admit it publicly, to weigh in on whether or not the kid gets picked. Yeah, but he was um, destroying <laughs> the matchroom events early this year. He was. So they can always look back <clears throat> to that and say, well, he was playing great before his injury, and we feel like he's fully healed, so why not have him on the team? The thing I like about this, Mike, beating a player of David's caliber and going 18 games to do it, it shows me that he can he can stand up to – you know that you're just not scared just, to say anything negative about the guy because you know he's gonna snap you into two the next time he sees you. <laughs> That's the rule. Just say, just say, just say it like it is, Joe. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, to go 18 games with David under pressure <clears throat> and you know hold up physically. So I don't think the injury is an issue right now. And who knows, he could win this whole event. If he does win this whole event, I guarantee you it'll it'll create a lot more waves this weekend. And where I think the current, like the current mood is at, <clears throat> um, we are going to have. If he wins this whole event and gets left off Moscone, wouldn't that be a travesty? Well, we'll find out because number one, we're going to be able to see the end of this event, and number two, we got Ralph Eckert coming on. I think like sometime in the second half of next week. So, mm. and if you're lucky, I may invite you to the show, Joe. By the way, yeah, please. Uh, <clears throat> Let's probably... make sure we're on uh, Central Time. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we'll make sure we're on the same uh, time zone, no doubt. Uh, we are also going to have Jeremy Jones on, um, I want to say this weekend, probably looking at Saturday night, Joe. So, Let's do it. Um, ahead of these announcements that, that are coming up. So I'm really excited for that. But a lot of other players to go and discuss, including the guy who's on Team USA. He's on the white flag on this screen here. 10-3 win over Mark Bistabash, Federer. 10-8 uh, win for Kazakis over Thorsten. SVB, 10-8, getting revenge on Albin. By the way, Albin owes Shane at least a good – five or 10,000 for, you know, letting him win out there in Hanoi, because <laughs> if he doesn't win in Hanoi, there's no way he makes it to that team. Uh, and Shane fully let, let him off the hook, but big win for SVB. Oi takes down uh, Alnar Mustafa, 10-2. <clears throat> FSR, 10-3 win over Mika. Can, can FSR repeat, Joe? Yes, he can. He really can. Obviously, he's when you say he's not in the form that he was in last year, well, yeah, he might never be in that form again, but he's still world class and he can still bring it together and get it done. So, and he's only what four wins away. So, it, there's a lot of players right here on this list, Mike, that can win this thing. So, so you mean out of the players who are left, there's a player on there who can win this thing? Is that what you're telling me? I know. There's a number <laughs> of players that can win this thing. Who, no, who would is, you say from here is the favorite to win it? Oh, yo, who's the favorite to win it? Um, it's tough, right? I mean, extremely tough. You know, I, I so a few things come to mind. Number one, we know the heater that Josh is on, right? And we know he plays every single game on earth well right we know what he can do <clears throat> before the break after the break um very intelligent player we know the level that he executes his opponent there and this is the round of 16 um you know max has been playing extremely consistent lately you know so very tough opponent for him but we know that max along with uh, max has been hanging around in the last few days while josh has been involved in the last day of tournaments as of late so a bit of a difference there Guy right below in Chang Jun Lin, 
just coming off a Chinese eight ball victory in the last like 45 days, Joe, right? So if you can get dialed in playing hay ball when your main, you know, uh, main expertise is in American pool, I think he's going to be a pretty good favorite to go pretty far, despite the fact that he's in a super tough area, right? Yeah. But he can, he can be a favorite. Stanjan, we know what he can do, right? At least we know what he's been doing over the last like three, four weeks, right? Kind of showing glimpses of his promise that he had years ago. Not years ago, but last year, rather. Right below that, Mario He. Look, when you got that kind of this thing here, right, and you want to just really give give it some hell on that break, and you're putting all all that panda bear belly into it, and you know the guy can run out from everywhere, right? Big fan favorite of mine personally um i love the panda but you know what i think out of all these matchups right here i think that one the winner of that one is least likely to win the whole event which one the winner of which one mario and kaplan least likely least likely to win the whole event. when i look at the rest it's either that matchup or the one above it with sanjin but Sanjin's red hot right now, but I, I would have to say that with every other matchup, I look at a player like Josh, a player like I, Chang, a player look, like Kachi, Fedor, Shane, FSR, all those players can do it. And then their opponents may have a good chance of doing it as well because there's no slouches over there either. A guy like Kazakas could get hot, play some good eight ball. Melina, out of these people that are left, do you have any intel or any thoughts about maybe eight ball strategy as opposed to, you know, oh, just way, way above my pay grade, buddy. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you mentioned Chang playing Chinese eight ball. I mean, that's, that's a huge advantage, but I know there's certain players that we look at historically, like Darren Appleton, <clears throat> you know, players like that, that really know the eight right. ball patterns. I, when I look at this group, nobody really stands out to me as having that level of expertise, except maybe Shane Van Boning. Those right. years of playing eight ball in a bar box. That's if how he, he gets, that's, that's, his, that's how he cut his teeth. Yeah. So. If he gets on a roll here, uh, he could have a tactical advantage Look, over a lot of these other players. I want to stop you from the very, from your first set of points you made Mario, he's going to be in the final four. All right. I, I, I want to, I want to make a bet that Mario, he's going to be in the final four. All right. That's, that's where I'm willing to go now. When you talk about the technical side of it, listen, they have European eight ball championships every single year, right? So there's no surprise as to why you see a field littered with European players here and there. Um, You know, Francisco wasn't really known as an elite eight ball player per se when he snaps the whole event off, right? We never really considered Kachi, I think, whenever he got to the – was he in the the finals as well? I think he was, was yeah. Oh, no, no. It was Victor last year. Excuse me. It wasn't Kachi. Victor. Uh, <clears throat> but listen, you I have a guy. I recall Kachi doing well in a big eight ball event at one point. Yeah. Well, you have guys who, number one, they're extremely sharp. They execute at the highest level <clears throat> on earth, you know. And when you look at this field, it's full of guys like that. It's full of young, young players who just play all games <clears throat> very, very well, you know, and who don't take – a lot of flyers, you know, they're not guys who are going to make a lot of risk for very little reward. You know, everything's very uh, deliberate with a lot of these players, but <clears throat> you know, it's, um, it may it come comes- down to the break, Mike. We, what Tyler's well, talking about the player who can figure out maybe that <clears throat> with the one in the <clears throat> side and then 
start their run from there. Well, remember, Joe, whenever we saw Kachi win the World 10 Ball while everyone was breaking from the side, Kachi said, the hell with this. I'm just, I'm going straight up on it, right? I'm popping that ball. I'm hitting Putting it with 260 everything. pounds behind yeah. it. And snapped the whole thing off, right? Yeah. Almost yeah. snapped the ball in half, you know? Yeah. So he was going completely against the grain, a real, like, just not, and look, I understand why a lot of these guys are doing it. It's smart, right? But Kachi said, you know what? I'm not playing this chicken shit style of pool. I'm doing it the way I've always done it, you know? And it paid off for him. The guy wins a world title, you know? And could, could, could that same break serve him well in this event? Absolutely, you know? And it's not just the fact that he puts all his, you know, muscle behind it, right? Or or the all of a six foot four frame that he has, you know? It's that he hits it with so much power, yeah. But yet he still has precision as to what he's trying to do, Joe. You know, yeah. that's what makes him extremely dangerous. We know all the question marks that are going to come when, from him. When man. the balls, when the <clears throat> balls are coming out and it's unpredictable, right? You don't know yes. where balls are going to go. That extra power can get a ball that extra six or eight inches to get that last ball in. We've all done yes. it playing eight ball, right? Where we bust the rack and it, it's just like yes. everything spread out. Preach we don't it, get Joe. a ball. And that Preach very it. last ball rolling just trickles in the pocket. A guy that hits him hard, like Kashi's got a better chance of that happening. Look, I can't, I hope we, I hope, you know, has got a tough out in Wojciech, right? Former world oh, 10 yeah. ball champion in his own right. Right. But <clears throat> if we end up with that Kachi versus Federer round, in the round of eight, Joe, that's going to be box office. That's going to be something you're going to be looking at. And if you want to talk about, hey, listen, I belong on that Moscone five. If you beat Federer playing any game, they, he can beat Federer flipping coins, and you might say the guy belongs on the team, right? It don't <laughs> matter what you beat Federer in. If you beat Federer, then you're going to be a legitimate talking point going into the weekend where it's the home stretch already. Would you, know? you so, agree <clears throat> Would you agree that save the filler matchup at the top, the right side of the bracket here, is all favorites? Uh, I think it's. Yeah. I think that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd put Sanjin. Maybe right now, Sanjin over Conrad, but it's eight ball though, so I don't. It's you know, probably but yeah, <clears throat> any other time, but right now, yeah. Sanjin's red hot. Yeah, I guess so. You know, but that listen, that Federer matchup is a trap game because Wojciech is a really dangerous out for Federer, and I listen. I know who Federer is. I know what his resume is. I know what his execution is. But Wojciech is a really, really difficult out. You know, so well, I think you picked in, in, in a recent event, maybe it was the uh what was it? Was it the Perry Open? You picked uh Marco Tucher over Shane Van Boning anyone? Or you didn't really pick him, but you said uh that he might do something here. The US and, Open. Or US Open, yeah. yeah. So can he beat Kachi? In Mar oh, uh boy. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> Marco can upset anybody for sure, but it's hard to bet against Kachi because of what we talked about earlier. You know, even with his arm having a lot of question marks, he's still got all this, right? And he's still got the most <laughs> important part of the arm, you know, the one that does all the work there. Yeah. Uh, so I would still take Kachi in there. Um, but let me tell you, you know, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something from Tuesday Night League back in Carroll County, Maryland. Is this okay. when you won the trophy league, Joe? No, no, no. We had a guy on our team. We had a guy on our team, and he had, like, some kind of incident landscaping where he, like, almost cut off his fingers or something on his bridge hand. And it slowed him down just enough and made him focus that he played the best pool I've ever seen him play for a couple weeks until that healed up. 
And so sometimes when you have an injury, you take that extra time and you slow yourself down and you play your best pool. Well, part Maybe of what got him in that spot was his inability to slow down behind the wheel, ironically <laughs> enough. You know, so <clears> – <throat> but, you know, listen, what one of the reasons why Kachi's been so successful was his tactical game, right? It wasn't just, like, being able to see it here. It was being able to execute it here and out there, you know? So does he still have that that laser-sharp precision? I don't know. You know, how is his jumping game? You know, given the fact that he's going to have to put a lot more leverage and pressure on that arm that maybe isn't 100% yet, right? These are legitimate questions that you can have. Um, and probably these smarter players are going to realize that and maybe put them into a position where they're going to find out. You know, they're going to find out how good it is. Um, they're going to mess around and find out. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. I was going to say it. I swear to God I was. Uh, <clears throat> no, but listen, there's a lot of guys here like in, in Joey Ryan fashion, a lot of guys who can win this event, you know? So one um, of the, Mike, one of these guys is going to win this event. I, I, I really I'm, think I'm, so. I'm taking it to the bank, son. <laughs> I'm taking it to the bank. Um, <sighs> listen, let me know who you like up top. Let me know who you like at the bottom, buddy. Uh, yeah. Put it in the chat too. I want to hear out of the top, uh, four matches, <clears throat> and the bottom four matches, Give us your final. We want to know who you guys like. And yeah, you guys are commenting there. It's late night. It's late night because Melina dogged the time. Whatever. Anyway, we're here. We're here for you. We're here for us. We're here for pool. Let's we're get it done. I'm going with Josh Filler in the top. And I'm going Actually, with give you. me your final four. Give me your final four. Don't don't uh, even give me your uh, Josh versus who? Josh versus Sanjin. Kachi versus Shane. Shane and Josh in the final. Bam! Lock it up. I like it. I like it. Listen, I'm going completely different direction here. I'm going Chang Jun Lin versus Mario He up top. I'm kind of going to that similar round. I'm You're going against Josh. <clears throat> Chang Jun Lin is a bad is a bad dude, and he's, he's got a lot of power man. too. He he's is, got he's got a lot of know, power too, man. For sure, he is the villain from the Karate Kid too. For sure. Well, you know. I, Every time I look at him, I see the villain from the Karate Kid too. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I just look. Josh's frame. Josh's frame isn't going to serve him so well breaking these balls. I don't feel like you know you're going to have to have some luck involved or really good technique. He just won you ten know? to one, Molina. Against who? Who was it that he beat ten to one? Uh, let me tell you. He <clears throat> wins ten to one. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong tab. Hold on. He won ten to one against Snagaki, Polish player. Joey, if they were at the expo, you might beat Snagaki 10-1. Get out of here. <laughs> Snagaki can play. <laughs> no, really, really, uh, really champion pole player Snagaki is. Uh, another strong Polish player. I just, look, Chang coming off that Chinese eight ball win, that's why I'm leaning that way. I know what I know who Josh Filler is. You know, I know what he can do. I've, I watch a lot of pole. Um, but I don't want to pick Chuck. I'm going Chang, Mario up top, <clears throat> down below. I'm kind of going in your same range there, Joe. I'm I'm going Kachi versus Francisco uh, versus Francisco, a rematch of the World Ten Ball at hmm. the bottom. Wow! Either way, it's gonna be there's gonna be some real fireworks in these matchups, no doubt about it. Let's go <clears throat> on to the juniors, Molina. Hey, We've already been gonna, on here uh, for 56 minutes. Let me know. Are we gonna pick all these matches or no? Because we're gonna come back tomorrow and do a show. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring on uh, Tony and we'll talk about it. I'd be curious to see his uh, his thoughts on this. All right, so I'm going to switch over to the under-19 boys division. For Yeah, guys, if you didn't hear, tomorrow uh, we're going to have Tony Robles on in the morning. So uh, actually noon Eastern. So he's we're going to talk World 8-Ball and WPA, stuff like that. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought you didn't like talking WPA, Joe. Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mind talking it. I just don't like badgering them every day on social media. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk, let's talk juniors, Joe. Okay. Let's talk juniors. What do we got here? I, a lot of names I don't know, which is really cool and cool to see us flags in there because talk about getting these young players seasoning, playing players from throughout, from throughout the world, being over in Europe. It's got to be a great experience for like a Joey Tate, Payne McBride, Sam Henderson, Garrett Vaughn. Really happy for these guys to have a chance to duke it out with some of these other players in here. Um, what are your thoughts on this grouping, Mike? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, for me, I, I think, listen, I love all these kids going out there and competing. A lot of them with um, the world of potential um, and, and a really bright future. A lot of kids in there like Sam Anderson, Khalid, <clears throat> Joey and Payne. You know, I was I was there at, at BEF Junior Nationals and I got to see how hard these kids really wanted to go out there and um, and just be in a position to represent their country and what it means to them. You know, yeah. so um, super happy for them, proud of them. Um, I'll be rooting for them like super fanned out because, you know, I, I want to see these kids do well and have a good time doing it. So, but when you talk about just maybe more so on the game, there's a lot of guys who, a lot of, a lot of young men, uh, in this grouping who are going to be future stars and our current stars. You got Yannick Pongers on the right side in the winter qualification, Mika Van Berkel, who I want to say has won one of the open events, one of the junior open events recently. Cledio, listen, we know what that kid can do. That kid's got world champion written all over him. Carl He's going to be one of the favorites here, right? Mm-hmm. When you think? <clears throat> Carl Natterberg just came off a final at the SVB Open. Uh, really like this kid's game. Um, so just so many different kids to kind of focus on and, and say, I like him for this reason or him for that reason. Um, I'm hoping we have I'm hoping we have some kids go out there and show some heart and give it their all. And uh, I'm excited to follow along and, and see where they end up. Yeah, the action kicks off early 10 a.m. local time <clears throat> tomorrow, which is probably in a couple hours, I think. I don't know what um, the time is out there. George Teicheo was in the chat. Maybe he knows what the time difference is. I don't really know. Um, um, I think that was boys under 17. Or that, oh, sorry, under 19. This is um, under 17 we got here, Joe, if you want to take a look at it. It's 7.22 um, <clears throat> a.m. in Austria right now. So in three hours' time. There you go. Um, what do you, you got under 17? This is boys under 17. More Americans, Josh McConney, Hayden Ernst, Adrian Prasad, uh, Grayson Vaughn, um, Nick Vanderberg's son, Sky Vanderberg's in, in that mix. Uh, how old see. is Adrian Prasad? 15. Really? Yep. Wow. Kids got a bright future too. All these kids do, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a real big fan of Adrian like yeah and i recognize that last name vandenberg is that is he related to nick is Is that nick's son son. yeah no kidding yeah how's that how's that family's pedigree joe (laughs) i tell you well that that should be a great match then 
a nerds young American with a lot of promise. A lot of people have said he's probably like the best 12 year old in the country. Um, really? He, yeah. Yeah. That kid's future is beyond bright. Is there um, a lower <clears throat> limit on this, Mike, in terms of what age they can enter this? That I don't know. So this is the under 17, but I know he's like 12. So he could old. be playing 16 year olds and he's 12. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Super cool. Yeah, for sure. Down below in the winner's qualification, <clears throat> you got Felix Vogel, uh, Riku, Max Benko. I just love that kid's name, by the way. It's such an awesome name. Max Which one? Ben Max Benko. <laughs> uh, and then Hank the Tank line, and Hank plays really good, man. I love watching Hank play pool. That yeah. kid is 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 super deliberate. Um, and I've seen him play on some of the uh, JIC events. <clears throat> yeah, no, he's he's a real treat to watch. He's got a he's got uh, a lot of promise as well, and still on the winter side, man. So he's the pride of the USA, but he's up against that. We know he's what Rico can do. Full. Yeah, Riku is no joke. But down below, just in that whole bottom area, it's like even if you win, you got to face probably either Max or or the the gentleman from Estonia who I've never heard of. So um, no, no, no. In the bottom, if you win, you're in the redraw. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. I think it just goes on through. No, no, no. You'll pick up. It shows it right underneath, right? You'll pick up someone coming out of. Oh, you're the right, region. Joe. Yeah. So you win, and then it's kind of random as to who you'll play. But if you lose, then you got to go to the loser side and still win one more. Hold on. So that means only four of them are going in. So it'll be down to the final eight for a redraw. Is that what? Yeah, it looks work? like it. Looks like it. All right. Well, let's take a look. You want to cruise on through the? By the, the way, one thing wins? encouraging, Mike. I, I just want to say it's pretty encouraging that in the two events you just showed quite a few American flags in there. I like seeing that. And, you know, I think one of the problems we have in this country is that once kids start getting older, there's a lot of competing interests, right? There's e-gaming, there's basketball, soccer, lacrosse, you know, baseball, a lot of things kids can get into. Uh, but at least at this stage, it seems to be just as American, just as many American flags in there as other countries, which is really cool to see. And hopefully these kids stick with it. Yeah. I see a comment, comment in the chat <clears throat> from Tony best about the world nine ball tour starting female and junior events. So they already start to put on junior events as it is. Um, you know, when it comes to the women events that I don't know, um, I know specifically Emily has said that they you know only have interest in doing open events. So, um, which is, you know, their prerogative. <clears throat> I, I've heard all these arguments of like, need to be having junior events and women events and then wheelchair events and then, you know, do these events and that events. And it's like, you know, it's, we already talk about the amount of money players can earn already as it is. So when you start, you know, split up that pie even more, you know. Right. It, but we it, talked it, about it the issue now with the WP <clears throat> vote. And that could cause some problems for married couples who typically would normally travel together like a Josh and Pia, <clears throat> but Pia not really having, you know, the same well, opportunities or, you know, there's it, it, so many questions left to be answered because, you know, a lot of what these players do, like if let's say, <clears throat> let's say, for example, I'm traveling to, I don't even know what's a good example now. Um, <laughs> I guess the, the, the international open. Right, because yeah. the internet international, I want to say, is still WPA sanctioned, right? <clears throat> so what am I doing? I'm showing up early and I'm playing all the events leading up to it, right? I'm showing up and I'm playing the Wolfston, 
that's got, you know, $35,000 added. Right, I'm showing right. up and I'm playing <clears throat> in the American 14.1 and I'm playing all these events to get the most bang for my buck. But if, if uh, they're not WPA sanctioned, now my ability to earn more income is going to be completely handcuffed and limited, you yeah. know? So in that completely weighs, that, that has such a, a, a heavy role into whether or not I even want to go. Well, you know, you, know? you just brought up a good point. You know, a question for Aishan <clears throat> when we have him on again someday, if we have him on someday. <laughs> <laughs> would be do it. If, well, if, if, if do a it. player if a player yeah. plays in the American 14.1 it and it's not a, a sanctioned event does that still count or are they just concerned about you know unsanctioned matchroom events right you're killing me here Smalls you're absolutely <laughs> it's hypothetical me. you're absolutely killing me here yeah no <laughs> these are a lot of questions that um, need answering and to get a little bit more <clears throat> uh, clarification on. Um, yeah. So, you know, but it's, it, it's going to have not just an effect with, you know, players who are, you know, let's say like a Josh and a Pia or a Federer and Christina, you know, but also you think about all this talent, like we just saw here with the, with the, uh, uh, the boys divisions that, that we've seen a lot of those players that you mentioned, like Joey Tate and a few others, they were playing the U S open. Right. So now if it's the U.S. Open is not a WPA sanctioned event, if you play in the U.S. Open, now you will not be eligible to play in, I'm guessing, world juniors. You yeah. know, so now these kids aren't going to have the ability to compete uh, in an event like that unless they just want to play in in junior events. So uh, <clears throat> a lot of things um, that, that need more clarification and need more answers to for sure. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, let's talk about the ladies. And first of all, notice the Santos versus Santos matchup. Please tell me those aren't siblings and they have to play each other in a loser's round two. I have no idea, but wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, well, they're from the same country. I know. Astrid Santos and Margaret Santos. If they're siblings, I'm just going to say that's the worst thing ever. That's like an Oscar Dominguez draw. When he draws his dad or something. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, since Joey dropped, you know, spilled the beans, we'll respond to a comment from Ike there in the chat. So I did reach out to Kelly to try to get her on. Um, reached out to her manager. He said he would follow up with me, and it's been crickets ever since. So um, Maybe know, she'll win the event, and then we can trick her into coming on. <laughs> no, we're definitely not going to blindside on anyone. That's for sure. Um, I hope she does win the event. Because I like rooting for Kelly, and she's a great, yeah, you know, too. player. But uh, no, I do want to have her on as far as her role um, as the player rep for the WPA. So and, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Mike, two Americans in the winners' qualification <clears throat> have a chance to advance, which is kind of cool. Sophia Mask, Mast, and uh, Savannah Easton, and then two Americans still on the one loss side have a chance to get in. Uh, Noel Tate and Kennedy Maiman. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I <clears throat> it's uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to see these girls still there. Um, you know, I you know watching that that Kennedy Maiman versus uh, Sophia Mass match out at Junior Nationals was one that I'll never forget. You know, I was sitting actually, I was standing on top of the bleachers <clears throat> and I'm recording 
and my palms are sweaty and I'm nervous and I'm sweating, you know, every ball that was missed, every ball that was made. And Kennedy, no, I'm sorry, Sophia came with this like roller coaster out. Unfortunately, she missed. Um, Kennedy won and was just completely uh, kind of like how you saw the Pia reel, right? Yeah. I'm like minus the shouting, right? But like the emotion afterward. Yeah. It was just like that. I was emotional just well, watching it, like relief for. It. And then on the other hand, you got Sophia who had lost that match. Um, that, that your heart kind of goes out to. So like to see these young ladies that have been like they went through so much to get to the junior nationals. Oh yeah. Now they're there at Worlds, and then they're still, you know, playing super strong. I mean, how can you not be proud of them and, and root for them? You know? Yeah, and you got to remember. I mean, P is a full grown <laughs> woman dealing with that emotional swing. And these are young ladies, right? Who it's really tough, you know, the maturity factor and, and trying to deal with winning and losing and the emotions that come with it. You know, I have a 12 year old that plays soccer and sometimes they'll still cry after a game that they lost or he played bad or something like that. It's a whole lot for these younger folks to handle. Um, and I think so far from what I've seen, they do a commendable job and it's really fun to root for them. No, without a doubt. But there's listen, there's a lot of excuse me, there's a lot of young ladies who can win this event. Um, you know, obviously it's a world championship, so players from all over. Um, and it, they're gonna have their hands full. But obviously, you know, listen, I I wanna I wanna see all the American ladies move on. I do. So I'm completely I'm being a homer and I'm completely biased, but they're gonna have their hands full without a that doubt. That would be super cool if they all advance and then when they let the bracket shake out that the random draw has all four Americans in separate, you know, matches. That'd be cool. <laughs> so you yeah. have a chance. So, but you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be great. And these kids are going to live out their dreams and compete. Um, <clears throat> you know, I want to see how Savannah is going to do because, you know, she's been playing extremely well and been traveling all over the place. I feel like for me, like despite the fact that she won, like almost everything she was in, if not got second, I think at junior nationals in one event, um, she's been going everywhere, playing. In, she got the in, most upside, Mike. Um, <clears throat> out of the the young female players. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, Sophia is is right there with her. I feel like, but um, I feel like it's and and it's no you know knock on any of the other ladies, but they just she seems really they, driven there's something different. I feel like, you know, and it's not for, you know, lack of want or desire or work ethic or any of those things. Right. Because all these ladies, you know, train extremely hard and want it in their own right. Um, but yeah, Savannah, I mean, and, and she's got a really strong support system. Like all the juniors do, you know, they travel playing WPBA events. They're traveling to Birmingham, Vegas, Canada, Austria. I mean, they're just going everywhere and playing and competing Texas Open, you know, getting out of their comfort zone and getting out of these like regional events for the sake of going and wanting to become a world-class player. And I, and <clears throat> I've said this before, I think, I think they have the ability to be um, like on, I think they have the ability to compete on a global stage, you know? So I'm excited whenever they like, are I don't want to say done with the junior events, but when they move on into playing open events, because I want to see them compete for world championship. You know, we've seen Savannah take Kelly to um, the hill a couple of times. We've seen Sophia take Way to the hill a time or two. You know, so 
and these are both players that mean you would favor right to win a world championship right in in Weiwei and and Kelly Fisher you know yeah. so if they can compete with those ladies then they can compete with anyone and and that's you know n- no age restriction is is off limits so um, I, what we're looking I, for out of one of them and it's a it's a lot of pressure right but we're looking for the next like Shane Van Boning type of player that is just going to be like a generational talent that's going to put in the work and really be on that stage that they can compete against everybody in the world. Because right now we, we said it earlier in the show, we don't have any U S women that are really at that level anymore. And no, it's, it's not a knock, right? But there's great players. Jennifer Beretta, she's a good player, you know, for years. She didn't even go out there. Yeah. For years, the Monica webs and the, you know, the players like that, fine players, but the game kind of, you know, passed them by, you know, the talent level, not in a bad way, Mike, it's not meant to be disrespectful, but I'm just saying like the standard, (laughs) the standard was raised mainly by the Asian players and also some of the European players. And so now that standard is a lot higher. So to see the Savannah Easton's and, Sophia Mass competing against players from all over the world. That's what it's going to take. They need to see that standard and they need to look out amongst well, the crowd and see the Siming Chens and players like that and say, that's what we need to get to. Look, they, they go out there and do what a lot of like American men won't even do and go out there and play outside of those regional events and get outside of their comfort zones, you know? They they go out there and they'll play anywhere and everywhere, you know, yeah. with it doesn't matter, not just junior events. Savannah will hardly even play <clears throat> like I want to say outside of junior nationals. I don't think she plays very many like JIC events. She plays in just these open women events, yeah. you know, so that's how she Texas open women <clears throat> grinds her teeth. I mean, those two ladies, Savannah and Sophia, were in the finals of the Texas Open, right, Joe? So, I mean, there was a lot of great players there, right? But it's like. It's no coincidence that out of you think about the the young junior players, they're the ones who are going out and playing everywhere. You know, they're they're getting on flights, going and playing whoever they can, wherever they yeah. can. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, if and, if I'm put in a way, they have a lot of support from their family. Of uh, course, they're doing a good job of marketing, and hopefully that stays right, Mike. When you know, when they get to the point where. Now they're kind of on their own. They're spreading their wings. Hopefully they are able to maintain that sponsorship and all the stuff they're working so hard to get right now so that they are able to still play at that level, right? And well, it's easy to get behind them in like whether you're a sponsor or you're just a fan or whatever because they're great kids. Yeah. They, they, they're great kids who are great ambassadors for the game and they play pretty freaking well. You know, not just being pretty, like pretty great junior players. They're great women players in general. You know, yeah. so um, I like. I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to crown them too prematurely, or or you know, say they're going to win this <laughs> or that. I would say though, I, if I'm putting my money on it, I would say within the next like three years, one of them is going to win, or if not, both of them are going to win a major event. You a know, major? and I'm a major event. Yeah, I believe that. I do. You know what's um, funny, Mike? I don't know if you remember this, but when I first met you, 
at that time, Savannah was starting to get popular online. And I remember you saying like, but what has she done? What has she done? And you weren't a believer until you got to see her play and you got to know her and you got to see her drive and her passion. Well, that's how now, it was with all those kids, man. When I showed up to Junior Nationals last year, like I thought, perfectly honest, and I said this before, I thought when I see these kids play, they were just, you know, social media buzz is what I thought about. And then I showed up to Junior Nationals, right, because I was there with Oscar and Desiree and was working with, with them and with Collins and helping run the event. And I was blown away, blown away at how well all these kids play. And not just Savannah and Sophia, Adrian, Joey. Hank, all these kids, right? And I became fans of them, right? It's great that they're great kids. It's great that they got great online presence, but they play the game strong. Yeah, you know, it's no coincidence that it's no coincidence that they're still the ones who are there at this time of the tournament and still have a chance to go further, you know. And especially having like been around this year for junior nationals and got to see like their evolution and progress just from one year to the next you know um that that was something that um that was something that blows me away just in a short time you know i was out there last year at michigan watching savannah play uh jasmine ocean right in a real gritty match you know and i'm in she's i don't know how old she is now but this was a year ago right so I'm like, she's not supposed to get close here. And she was, you know, she wasn't supposed to go hill hill with Kelly Fisher. And she did, right? Sophia's been in that spot before too, like I said before. So it's like these kids, their game, just if you think about their age and they're not supposed to be playing this good and they're defying all the logic, right? And they're just playing amazing, absolutely amazing, you know? And so... If that's the growth that I've seen from them, watching them in person and online over the last year, imagine how it's going to be in another year, Joe. You know, imagine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I say it's our hope. I really believe, especially <clears throat> with these younger female players, it's our hope to be able to compete with these top Asian players. We got to go down to that age, right? Well, because they're building a foundation right now and they're over there in Austria playing against all these different players from throughout the world. And they're seeing the standard that's being set. And that's what they're reaching for. They're not reaching for to be a 700 Fargo. You know, we just talked about this in the beginning of the show. They need to reach to be an 800 Fargo now because women are starting to get up there towards 800 Fargo. And it's crazy but it's totally possible. Nobody ever, no, and, no professional player on earth ever said, I want to get to an 800 Fargo, Joe. You know what they said? They said, I want to go win the tournament. I want to go win. I want to beat that player. No, only if you're in Arizona, do you say, I want to be at 800 Fargo. All right, Joe, you're starting to put me on tilt already. All right. I'm not saying they're saying that. I'm <clears> saying <throat> that's what, that's the level they need to be. They're going to, listen, if you're going to put your money on them, I remember when we had that Shane, I got this poster right here, here, here. SVB and Savannah, right? And we were playing a Fargo match out there in Sacramento. And I think at the time, Savannah's Fargo was like around whatever it was, like a 580. 580, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've seen this girl play. She ain't no 580. So I reached out to Fargo, right? To Mike. To Mike. And I said, give me this girl's stats for the last six months, 
Like, I want to know what she's been playing at for the last six months. It was 6.30, Joe. You know, but she's got so much data from, you know, being, yeah. you know, the player she was a year ago versus the player she is now, right? And that's already, like, how she's already gotten there in such a short amount of time, you know, which is See, unbelievable. You're starting to understand Fargo. I don't know why you don't understand how Siming Chen being a 798 isn't the same as <laughs> playing against the boys. <laughs> I don't think it's created equal. I don't. Uh, oh, but – Listen, if you're going to put if you're going to put your money or your hope or whatever on what American player, young American players, and this is like male or female, let's say like 16 and below, Adrian's in that class, Hanks in that group. There's a few other kids who I, I also am a fan of too. Um Eddie Vondero, Hayden Ernst, you know, a lot of strong players, but when I think about the the young uh female players, it's Sophie and Savannah, you know, it's Sophie and Savannah. They play unbelievably good, you know, and they handle themselves tough under pressure. That's what, that's what like means so much, right? Because you can play great when you're in rounds one through three, right? But when you're playing on Sundays or when you're playing in the playoffs or whatever, name any big sport, when you're playing, when it's crunch time, <laughs> they bear down, Joe, they bear down. That's cool. You know? Yep. Well, hey, Mike, we've been going at this for an hour and 21 minutes. And, guys, we got 78 of you across all the platforms that have hung with us. We really appreciate that. Guys, if you want to support the show, do us a favor. Hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash it. We've got all kinds of different tiers in there where you can help us out if you want to support us. And probably the best thing you can do once this is over, go ahead and share this in one of your uh, social media groups or something like that. We just love talking about pool. We want to get more people involved and more people watching. So with that, we will be on tomorrow morning. So make sure you tune in. See ya. There you go.